What is up, y'all? This is your boy, Doug. And if you hear my voice, that means you're checking in to the Dig on Doug podcast. Now, you might be asking, what's the Dig on Doug podcast? This is my own personal podcast just to share different experiences, different knowledge, have a good time, and, you know, just explore this crazy world we can live in sometimes with all the different things that are out there and that we go through thank you for listening to the podcast and welcome to dig undug for this week's episode i'm sitting down with my friend chris and we're just looking at the nfl season uh midway through the season Uh, i'm an eagles fan he's a 49er fan but we also just like the sport overall so let's get into this week's episode of Dig on Doug. It is your boy Doug. I got a friend in here with me today. We're going to talk some football, that NFL thing. So what's up, Chris? Welcome to Dig on Doug. What's up, Doug? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Why Just I trying say to that chill like Joey from I, Friends. I, I, I don't I know. A, we literally okay. So during the testing of this mic, Doug literally put on the like his like like Barry White like hi everybody voice, and I said. I wasn't going to record this podcast if that was the voice he was going to use, and now apparently I'm hitting on the mic, so. I, I told him I wasn't going to use that voice, but just if you want a sample, it was slinging with you on a Saturday. So, no. No, um, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, Chris. Don't go anywhere. So, no, we're um, looking at the NFL season. We're midway through the NFL. Um, football is my biggest sport. I, I love it. Used to play in high school. Um, D-tackle, offensive tackle didn't like the offensive side but loved the defensive side um so yeah chris um we're gonna look at uh midway through the season so we're midway through the season um it's been a lot of crazy stuff going on the patriots just lost to uh baltimore that was that was pretty crazy that was good no i mean but that was i mean that's the thing everyone has been talking about the fact that the patriots have had a cupcake schedule up until this point and obviously We'll get to it later, but I'm not going to pretend like the Niners, who are currently undefeated, um, haven't had a nice schedule, too. But the, you you play who's in front of you, and the Patriots did what they were supposed to do with craptastic teams in front of them, but they faced a real team in, in front of them with a real quarterback and a real defense and real everything, and they didn't step up to it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, the Patriots' schedule has been crazy. I... I don't like to give it a credit. I respect what the Patriots have done. The longevity of what they have done is is great. But the fact that they have almost six guaranteed wins every year in a division that has not given them any competition in God knows how long, I, 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 I got to give them a little bills bit of slack. Are, the Bills are, what, six and two, seven yes, and two? Yes, but that's right now, Chris. What have the Bills been? Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's the fact is what have they been? And they haven't been anything. When you can almost guarantee – at minimal, like five games in your division. I mean, you're you're in a good division for yourself. That is fair. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. So, but I mean, the Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, um, Bill Polian just recently came out and had to uh, say that he was wrong about um, Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has been out here doing it, and mm-hmm. it's great to see not, a runner not, like that. Not so bad for a running back, right? Exactly. <laughs> not so good for a running back playing quarterback. So it's it's an amazing thing. I mean, that juke move he hit on that Sunday night game was. Uh, Jesus, I, I would not want to have to play defense against him. <laughs> I, I definitely know that. 
And then so um, I guess midway also through the season, um, we have we have your Niners at, yes. at eight and zero right now, sitting right. comfortably. Um, and not you, that comfortably. Well, I mean, eight and zero is eight and zero. Right, that, that, but it's different. It's eight and zero is very different when the the Seattle Seahawks are nipping at your heels and we're playing them Monday night compared to turning around and the Buffalo Bills are staring behind you and their what six and two seven and two mm-hmm. schedule is a uh, built on a defense that has played very well but is also slowly falling apart too so yeah no it's, it's a tough schedule I mean I looked at your guys' schedule and I'm like okay where's the competition and I mean the, the one that I'm really looking forward for y'all is the back-to-back with Baltimore and New Orleans, oh, both that, on the road. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a true testament to who you guys are and where is your season going to go. Right. No, so I'm just pulling up the schedule real quick. Yeah, yeah no, no, so. Schedule memorized. But, yeah, no, that definitely, no, that back-to-back, two road games, Baltimore, to, then to New Orleans is going to be a big test right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's going it's to be a tough one. And so my team, uh, Philadelphia, we've been, um, hell, I don't know what we've been. We're above 500 finally. I mean, the biggest the biggest loss for me was the Dallas game. Um, I just don't know. We still have not beat Dallas yet in the last two years. Um, so I'm hoping we can get them the second time we get them around. Um, Give Zach Ertz the ball. <laughs> That's that's Chris talking to his fantasy team. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Eagles have been trying to find out who they are. I mean, we've had these injuries at cornerback. Um, we're coming through that. I think we're getting healthy at the right time. We're on a bye this week, um, and then we're we're pushing it forward. So I'm I'm definitely excited about what we can do going forward. Um, they got Jordan Matthews, resigned him. We'll see how that goes and how that has been. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I still feel like we should really be 7 and – where are we at? 7 and 2 right now because we shouldn't have lost to Atlanta. We shouldn't have lost to Detroit. Um, yeah, those are the two games. I'll give you the Minnesota game. I'll give you the Dallas game because we were blown out of those. But mm-hmm. it's just crazy how our season been. We can go beat Green Bay and Green Bay, and then we lose and turn around and, like, lose to Dallas like that and everything. So – it's an interesting thing. And then Green Bay beats Dallas. So the NFL, the thing I love about the NFL and why I love it more than any of the other professional sports is the unpredictability about mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Well, I saw the funniest meme today that was like, what is it? It's like, I forgot what it was, but basically it somehow made the Dolphins the best team because the Dolphins beat the Jets. The Jets beat the, the, Jets beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys beat somebody who beat the Patriots, who beat the Ravens, or something like that. Wow, somebody really went down Someone the Someone went hole. down this rabbit hole, and eventually it, it spit out the other end that Miami's the best team by the transitive property. It, find that. It, 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 that, is, that is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So looking at, we are looking at the season midway through the season. Um, let's just give some awards out. Like just We'll just go MVP, and then just your favorite um, player midway through the season, and then your favorite non your own team um, midway through the season. So MVP, right? Oh. Favorite player oh, no. so far through the season, and then favorite team that's not your team through the season. You go first. Okay, so you go first. <laughs> as far as MVP, um, because I I'm t- I'm so tired of like the quarterback being MVP and everything all the time. I'm honestly liking Christian McCaffrey. I, I really do. Um, he's out here 
leading the, the Panthers to this new stuff. And then I saw he was untracked to – he was a little bit ahead, I think, of uh, LT numbers back from when he, he actually got the MVP. So mm-hmm. um, so that would be very interesting. Um, I definitely would – I wouldn't know who – like defensively right now to give it to who's playing out of their mind, but I I mean it I would love to see a defensive player get MVP. Um, that would make me very excited, and not just defensive MVP. There hasn't been any defensive players that played completely out of their mind. I mean JJ Watt was playing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he always get hurt. He always get hurt. So, so yeah, that's the issue. I mean, one of the Bosa brothers. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean one yeah. of the, one of them. They, I don't think they're going to give it to. Joe, which one's the new one? Nick. Nick. Okay. Yeah. So Joey Bosa is older. Nick. Yeah. yeah. I don't think just because Nick's defensive a rookie, rookie. He'll get defensive, defensive rookie. rookie he's so. definitely in the in a strong running for him. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely lean Christian McCaffrey. Also, now that you mention it, I mean, I have him on my fantasy team. I know we're talking about that later, but no, he's definitely put up the numbers, and he's definitely carried that Carolina team that seems to be in transition now that mm-hmm. Cam is Cam was hurt. Cam is on IR. Um, now, so this is, you know, Kyle Allen's team, and you don't want to have to rely on a quarterback like Kyle Allen, who's played well. I'm not going to pretend like he hasn't played well, but at the same time, like... It's Kyle Allen. It's Kyle Allen. So, um, so you know, to have a running back like Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, was doubted, too, coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, smaller guy. Can he hold up to the rigors yeah. of the NFL? But I mean, I had those he, questions myself. He holding up? Yeah. I mean, the small backs are... Not as big an issue anymore, I don't think. Like, every well, team is this open? I mean, the spread offense and has, everything. Yeah, so has opened like things up. Yeah, way more. Right, there's not as many people in the box as it used to be back in the day. Right, and then I mean, even the linebackers and stuff aren't as big as they used to right. be. I they, mean, they're way quicker now. Right. Well, they have to be because of the spread offenses. Yeah. They need to be go- able to go from sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. They can't just you know you don't have the one who just sit in the middle and just read yeah, and, and just, just roam. Yeah, yeah, like you can't do that anymore. You got to be able to cover everybody as a linebacker now. Um, but I mean, if we want to go QB, I mean, I'm loath to talk about somebody. It's about to, you know, give kudos to the Seattle Seahawks. But I mean, Russell's doing but it. Russell's doing it. I mean, he's taken. Uh, he's taking a team that. I mean, people. You know, you never count the Seahawks out. They've you know been a model of consistency the last you know. Half dozen or so. Yeah, they're years. the Patriots West. They are the sense. Patriot. They are. They just don't have the frustratingly the Patriots West. Yes. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, no. Like the defense was, you know, both sides of the balls had quest. Both sides of the ball had question marks, and Russell's made that team go. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's doing his thing. He stayed mm-hmm. consistent. I love the way he works and everything. So then, mm-hmm. when I look at just like favorite player midway through the season and everything. Um, I am going to go as as great as Lamar Jackson is and mm-hmm. have the stuff he's been doing. Deshaun Watson is just lighting things up. The play of the year for me so far, and it may not be one for everybody, but it will be the, the play against, I think it was the Raiders they played. I can't remember exactly the team they played. But Lamar was, I mean, not Lamar, but Deshaun was rolling out and it was go, in, the goal, um, in, the goal, in the goal line situation and – he gets hit in the face mask, just as his <laughs> face mask midstream. He got kicked in the face. He got, got kicked, kicked in, the in, eye, in the eye, which was crazy. I mean, just you couldn't plan for that to happen, mm-hmm. like if you tried. Mm-hmm. And so he rolls out, fixes his face mask mid rollout, and throws a strike to a touchdown. I'm just like, that is crazy. And mm-hmm. like, and now they have to ref him differently because. 
a couple of weeks ago when they had the incident, they called him down and he like was still getting off of the D lineman to throw a touchdown, and then mm-hmm. they canceled the touchdown. So Deshaun Watson is a monster. Oh, he's doing. I mean, and he's doing it behind. I mean, a reconstructed offensive line. It's not Swiss cheese anymore. It's better than what he had last mm-hmm. year, and that trade for Laramie Tunsil does seem to be. Paying now. dividends, yeah. yeah, no, that was that that has worked out very well. Um, but yeah, no, he definitely is exciting. He's definitely you know contributed to where Houston is right now. Um, I mean, I have to go with Lamar. I mean, like you, you I, just you just, I mean, like you just have to. Like he is proven that his the way he does works. You know, mm-hmm. it was like I mean, it's like playing with Mike Vick. You know, in like the early Madden games where yeah. like you could, you would like regularly just like run for like 100, 150 yards and throw for like 200 yards. So, like, and that's the thing, he's hitting those throws that like he was not hitting last year too. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing, you can't, you can't just like line up everybody in the box and be like, I dare you to throw because he'll throw. And the dangerous thing with him is because I think so far he is. Most of his completions are the tight ends. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to take away the tight ends yeah. because he hits all three of them. Right. And it's like if you try to defocus from the from the cornerbacks, I mean from the receivers, then the receivers will get you because then he'll find them. Like he has Highwood Brown who if he gets open, oh, he's, he's open. gone. So he's gone. So it's a very interesting offense. But I love the fact of what – John, or is it John or Jim? I always forget. Uh, John. Okay, so I got it right this time. <laughs> you did get it right so, this time. So John Harbaugh is doing it, how they talked about let's make the offense fit around him compared to how many coaches always want to make their scheme and their offense put the player in that and, like, make them have to work. And that doesn't always work. We saw that with, like, RG3 when he was in uh, Washington. Right. And, I mean, that the, the amazing part, I don't know if this is – I don't know which came first, but the fact that Greg Roman is the offensive coordinator for uh, the Baltimore Ravens right now. And the last time Greg Roman had like a huge success was when he was the OC for the 49ers. And who was his quarterback? A, you know, quick, quick, you know, good throwing, but used his legs quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I haven't had enough time to really watch a, Ravens game and yeah. they never they ne- they went in for the 49ers with a running back like Frank Gore you never had to like unleash cap the same way that they're unleashing Lamar Jackson but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of similar plays or similar like blocking schemes yeah, or similar things to yeah tendencies between the two offenses they're running because you have a quarterback that can utilize those skills. And you got to think, like you bring that up with, with Kaepernick and they had Frank Gore and it's similar to having Mark, uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're similar backs. Mark Ingram might just be a little bit faster yeah. than what Can't Frank catch the was. ball, though. Um, yeah, but um, that's what you get other than running backs for. So, I mean, running backs by committee. Yeah. So, your favorite team right now that is not your team. Favorite team right now that's not my own team. I wish I could say the Chargers, but they just aren't putting together. <laughs> so, context, I went to school in San Diego. I went to college in San Diego when LT and Antonio Gates were doing their thing. Mm, okay. So, I always have a soft spot for the Chargers. I still call them the San Diego Chargers. I don't care that they're in L.A. Now. Really but that's, like, or that's not it. That's always not, the that's not, 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 that's not, the, that's not um, my team. But, yeah, they're not bringing it. So, uh, as much as I love to root for them, I think – I got to say the Texans. No, I mean, I've always loved DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I love the way he plays. I love – 
the skills that he brings. Deshaun Watson's amazing, as you already mentioned. And I just and I want he I want that Texans team to succeed because yeah. they they came in as an expansion. You know they haven't really found that level of success. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, because you know, you want every expansion team to work out. I mean, I was I was pulling for Cleveland to do well at the beginning of yeah. this year, and we'll get to them, right? But and they obviously they haven't stepped up to it. But you know, there was a lot of hype coming from them at the beginning of the year, and I wanted them to do well. Like I love Nick Chubb. I love the way he plays. Odell's always good for the highlight real plays. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wanted that team to do well, but. So I love expansion teams. I love rooting for that underdog story. So I'm picking Houston. Okay. <laughs> Similar to yours and it being an expansion team, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like what they did with their defense. I like Ed uh, – not Ed Reed, not Jesus. Ed Reed. I wish. <laughs> Earl um, Thomas. Ed Reed, the U. I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Um, but Earl Thomas, like I love Earl Thomas being there, just the way that they constructed their team. Plus I also always love their purple uniforms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just a – personal thing I like, but Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson is just, I'm really enjoying seeing him play and seeing him grow and to go up, well, to have the Patriots come to them and them beat the Patriots the way that they did, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying that, so that's that's been a really good one. So, you started talking about the Browns. Yes, the Browns. So, um, next, your one shocker, like the one, the thing that's shocked you the most so far this season. Well, the Browns, obviously, <laughs> since I've already mentioned them. Um, Baker Mayfield. Right. I mean, just, there's just, I mean, and the hype was understandable. I mean, the Browns actually looked pretty decent coming off the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had the pieces, Looked, they had a good defense. It looked like they were ready to roll in. I mean, they grabbed, they grabbed Odell, and it looked like things were ready to start. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, Cleveland was finally ready to you know, or the Cleveland Browns look like they're ready to uh, join LeBron James and <laughs> you know start winning some basketball. Start, bring, start bringing Cleveland back again. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't seem to be the case now, and it definitely is not the case now. So, I mean, I don't know what the problem is other than them being the Cleveland Browns. Well, see, the thing is, like with the Browns, is like I don't give them a lot of flack. Like a lot of people are giving them. The main reason I don't is the media put all that hype on them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, they and didn't so buy into they, it. I mean, they didn't. They didn't do anything. I mean, they acquired pieces. They moved smartly. But I think the biggest failure for them has been, like most people are saying, is Freddie Kitchens. He he doesn't know how to lead a team like that. He's mm-hmm. a first year head coach. He was just the quarterback coach. But I have yet to see a team transition. From firing their head coach to hiring, like, the quarterback whisperer who was supposed to help the, the quarterback mm-hmm. and make that person the head coach. Because we saw the same thing with James Winston in uh, Tampa Bay with uh, Dirk Cutter, yeah. I believe. And that was a hot mess as well. Right. So you really need somebody who can lead a full team. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I always try to I always say about coaches and stuff, and in any sport, but specifically football, because that's the one I watch is, Sometimes you just got to know where your limitation is. Everybody isn't meant to be a head coach. You're not mm-hmm. meant to run a full team. You're a great offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams person. That doesn't mean you're not out of. You're supposed to automatically be ready to move into the head coaching position. I understand when to test your limits and everything. I get that, but there should be some point in time where you can be like man enough to be like, okay, go to the owner, and be like, 
yeah, this doesn't work for me. Can I just step down and like really be the OC <laughs> or the DC again? Because the head coach thing doesn't work for me, but it's that ego, that power, and everything. Mm. And like, I won't honestly I won't go off into that. But I think biggest shocker for me this season, and don't take this as a slight, is the Niners. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I just I didn't see an eight and no coming. Um, I really thought there was going to still be struggles and everything. They've been hiding so far, Jimmy Garoppolo, very well because I don't know how that AC fully is. And we'll see once he gets, starts to get tested a little bit more because that Baltimore and the Seattle team will definitely be challenges right. for him um, just because those defenses those defenses are really, really strong defenses um, to deal with. But I think the Niners – and then finally, honestly, um, you know, seeing that your D – all them damn D linemen that you drafted after all these years. Finally, finally coming finally together. Out, hey, so. look, look, we finally have a front seven. Because I was like, <laughs> God, y'all keep drafting D linemen like they're like – water and we're like in a survival mode or like the apocalypse and then they finally all start to pan out um i mean sadly uh kawan alexander went down yeah, so, that, so that, yeah. that'll, be, that'll a be a big hit um so we'll see how it goes going forward so that's definitely right. um, my shocker um right. for the season and i'm sure they're doing well as far as putting up numbers i'm pretty sure they're a strong fantasy team so as i actually try to, you'd be surprised oh as i try to transition into Wait, before we, before we, I think another shocker. I think you and I have watched football long enough now that it's another shocker for me. I think it's just watching. Kind of, it seems like we're in a, and it's been coming for a while, but it seems like we're in a generational change now at like quarterback. Yeah, because we're because on Monday Night Football, they they just they or not Monday Night on third this past Thursday game they splashed the graphic up on. Um, the either the O three or the O four the O three which when was the uh, Rivers and I think O three right so they splashed that up on the O three quarterbacks that were all drafted and what's going on with Eli and Philip Rivers and Big Ben and Eli's you know been benched for Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and Philip Rivers you know Philip Rivers is I mean he's still plugging along but it looks like he's starting to yeah, end up down. a little wear yeah. down a little bit and Big Ben is out for the season and. Was already talking retirement last off season. Well, they resigned him for like a couple more years. Right? I wonder, could they get out of that if they wanted? to? Right. I mean, that's the thing. If he chooses to retire, so I mean, like, I mean, we all go through it, obviously, yeah, yeah. to see I it mean, multiple times. But I think it's very stark to have someone flash a graphic on the screen and I'm be like, oh crap! Like these quarterbacks that like I feel like have been around forever. forever like, are I mean, like, and I know Tom Brady is talking about wanting to play till he's like. 50 or and something. And Drew Brees is the same. And I mean, right. But like you're saying, they've been around our full adult life. Basically, yeah. Um, like, so, I mean, it's, it is very interesting right. to see, like you're saying, the changing of guard at quarterback because it is daunting. And, I mean, it honestly looks at – it's going to be interesting because it seems like it's going to be a wave of non-white traditional quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And that's really going to be the interesting thing. A right. lot of the new quarterbacks are mobile um, even if they are like white guys or whatever at the position, a lot of them are mobile and everything. Right, now. they're coming. Yeah, they're coming out of offenses in college that are not you know traditional pro offenses. Mm-hmm. They don't play under center. There's they, rarely yeah, they, a fullback. Right, exactly. You know, you're playing a lot of shotgun, a lot of spread. You know, all the RPO stuff that if you had told. You know, mm-hmm. people, you know, quarterbacks and coaches about like 15, 20 years ago, they're like, what? Like hogwash. The funny thing when we, when you look at the transition, the transition of college to pros is, and I don't think it will ever happen, but I do keep the door open to things ever happening like this. Will we ever in the NFL get the, the cards on the sideline where it's like. Chip Kelly had the cards when he did it with the Niners. 
He did. I didn't know because he, he didn't have him in Philly. He he had him in he had him in San Francisco. Okay, well, I, I remember. Did not know that. I remember. Oh God, I need to find a picture I, I, of this. I did not know that because in uh, Philly he didn't have them. Like we didn't have those in Philly. Yeah, no, he had. He I swear I saw those cards. Well, see, will it become a trend? That is my question because right. that will definitely be hilarious. And then the, I mean, we already have in a sense the uh, the offense looking over to the sideline, right? Um, in the pros, and you have people like Jared Goff and Sean McVay who. Sean McVay has to talk into Jerry Goff headset every time. Right. Another shocker I'm not, that I'm not shocked by because I predicted this is the Rams falling back to the meme. Like, I didn't really feel like they were going to be anything great or spectacular, and I'm definitely not a believer in Jerry Goff until he proves me wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was that was surprising. I remember I was sick the day the Niners played the Rams, and so I had the game on, but I was kind of drifting in and out. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I remember, like, just catching bits and pieces of it. And so when I woke up after the game was over, like, I checked the score. I was like, 14 to, was like, 14 to 9. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the Rams are definitely surprising. I mean, they can't run the ball, which is so much a part of Sean McVay's mm-hmm. offense that, like, you need, they needed. I mean, they definitely didn't, they don't necessarily need Todd Gurley to be, like, Last year's Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. you know, because that was, like, amazing. But you need Todd Gurley to be a threat, or you need your running back to be a threat. And Todd Gurley with arthritis in his knee and basically a shadow of his former self at this point. Like, you can't – if you can't establish a run, you can't do a yeah. lot of the things that Sean McVay wants to do. Well, Sean McVay offense is, like, being a magician. Mm-hmm. But it's like being a magician without, like, the hat and, like, you're wearing, like, short sleeves. Like, right, exactly. You, like, yeah. without a run game, like, you can't hide anything and you, like, you're just, you have people just running around but everybody's like, we've seen this movie before. Right, exactly. Or we've seen you do this trick before. So, right. Um, he definitely needs that run game and everything. And oh, so, for sure, yeah. And I can only imagine what uh, Todd Gurley has meant to the fantasy community as I have not done fantasy football in the last, like, four or five years. I've just taken a break from it. But I know you are deep into it, Chris. So um, give us some updates, just a couple of things of what's happening in the world of fantasy because you are a very deep analytical person. <laughs> right. And I know you enjoy fantasy, and I know you're, like, in, like, five leagues or something. I'm only – does my best ball league count? Do, how many <laughs> how many you're in them? So, yes, as Doug alluded to um, – I do play a lot of fantasy. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily amazing at it, but I'm better than most. I would like to say. Um, he, I think he's leading. Like he's winning in all. He has winning records in like all his leagues. I, I do have winning records in all my leagues. See, I do. He's just trying to be humble. Uh, yes. So yeah. Um, I think the quarterback upheaval has been ended up reflecting really bigly, uh, quite a bit on the fantasy world i think that's a big one um it doesn't seem i mean it doesn't seem like some people are like oh my gosh this is like the craziest injury season ever but it probably really isn't mm-hmm. like it's probably about average it just seems like there's maybe more big names that i think there's more attrition at the quarterback this season than oh, the, previous the, season. the quarterbacks and like you're going back to what you were saying those old three quarterbacks has been the old one. I mean, Big right. Ben is done. Right. Drew Brees was down for a while. Right. Phillip Rivers just looks like an old man right. just trying to play quarterback. But that, still. But see, but that's the that's the crazy part is that up until the Raider game this past Thursday, he actually has been playing really well. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean very, but he just looks. He I mean, just, he's always missed, looks like an old man. Yeah. I missed Philip. I missed Philip Philip Rivers on waivers this week, and I was upset. I was mm. like, what? 
I wanted Philip Rivers thinking oh, he's playing the Raiders, it'll be a good matchup, all this stuff. And then when he threw like a million and a half interceptions mm-hmm. to the Raiders defense, which is improving, yeah. Um, then I was like, okay, maybe I'm glad I didn't get him. So before we started recording, yeah, I was looking up some stuff about tight ends, and I've like basically there aren't I've, like every year is supposed to be this is the year of the tight end. There's gonna be like amazing tight ends, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah, no, there's no amazing tight end. <laughs> <laughs> if you get, I mean, if you drafted Travis Kelsey, then fine, you you feel good with what you've gotten. But otherwise, Zach Ertz has been uneven, though he's ended up putting up top twelve, top ten, top twelve tight end numbers you know if but if you took a yeah if you spent a late round pick on austin hooper or max andrews or or greg yeah george kittle <laughs> well george kittle was not a late round pick but george kittle george kittle's also been uneven but he's been the focal point of the offense i'm not a believer back. in little yet y'all so kittle I'm just, I'm, kittle oh okay oh look, i'm just good i don't it's not purposely the greg is instead of george uh-huh. But I, I, I thought it was little, but yeah. it is kiddo, so right. not a believer yet. But, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's been doing his thing. Christian McCaffrey's ended up being the best running back and arguably the best. Well, not arguably. He is the best player in fantasy right now. I think the other, the one surprising one, I think, is Mike Evans has ended up the number one wide receiver right now mm. currently. And that's considering the fact that he started the season craptastically. Craptastically. Yeah. And then Chris Godwin looked like he was going to explode. You know, slot Mm -hmm. receivers and Bruce Arians offenses tend to play well. Yeah. So everyone assumed that maybe this was, Chris Godwin was finally paying off, but Chris Evans, I mean Chris Evans, um, Mike Evans has back-to-back 180. Captain America. No. Mike Evans has back-to-back 180-yard games, multiple touchdowns, multiple catches. I have him in two of my fantasy teams. I'm very, very happy right now. (laughs) Is he your MVP currently? Uh, If you had to assess yourself an MVP for your team. For my teams? Yeah. No, it'd still be Christian McCaffrey. But that the the team I have, Christian McCaffrey, is the one where I have the lowest record at 5-4. So maybe... Not. Hey, that's a great record because the Eagles are sitting at five and four right now, and we're I coming could, back. I could have been seven and two in that league. See, see, your team is the Eagles then because we could have been seven and two. Okay, so. that's right. Yeah, like literally, I, I, I there was uh, there was one week. Actually, you know, both weeks I should have won. You know who who I, how I would have won if I'd started Carson Wentz. Oh, well, see, there you go. You how hilarious! How how hilarious that is that is. that you are saying that the Eagles. Uh, should be seven and two. We should have been seven because and two. of you know various reasons, and I could have been seven and two in that league because I didn't start the Eagles quarterback. See, and if any Dallas people are listening to this, as much as I don't like Dallas, I'm still saying we would have lost that game. I, I, we were out of that game. We were blown out of that game. I understand that, but look for the comeback. So, um, but yeah, we definitely should have been seven and two. But yeah, fantasy is always an interesting world. It's, I may get back into it next year, but it's definitely a different different way of looking at the game. It's actually really funny because my it's just interesting to at people asking me about fantasy and how my fantasy teams are doing because most people know I play fantasy and I tell them about it and you know I try not to get too far into it because you know hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team mm-hmm. but um still yeah no it's definitely it's it's one of those things where like you get so into like looking at the different teams and knowing all the different players and you're yeah. like I can identify them the number and so I'm just walking around and I'm like I'll watch a game just randomly I'm, I'll watch on red zone I watch red zone on on Sundays, I, I very rarely watch full games mm. anymore other than Thursday, Sunday night. He's and a millennial. Night. Oh, I absolutely am a millennial <laughs> in that sense. It's a, I just want to see the action. But I definitely will, like, like, they'll throw the ball and I'll see, like, I don't even see the name of a person. I'll see their jersey number and be like, oh, J.D. McKissick just caught a touchdown in the back of my head. I'm like, 
why do I know what number J.D. McKissick is? Yeah, I don't even know who that is. So <laughs> He is one of the like 18 running backs for um, the Lions now. Now you want to say they have 18 running backs. Well, okay. well, it doesn't, well, it doesn't, well, they do have 18 running backs. They don't have 18 running backs anymore. No, the, the Eagles. I gave Doug such a hard time during the offseason when it seemed like the Eagles were signing every single running back that was available, and Doug was also like lusting after every available running back, I just too. wanted Le'Veon Bell. That was the only one I wanted. If we would have got Le'Veon Bell, oh, my God, and if we could have teamed him with Miles Sanders right now. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I love catchable running backs. I love running backs all together. I mean, I was hoping for a moment before they got Jordan Howard, we could have brought Garrett Blunt back. I like Garrett Blunt. Yeah, I always yeah. like a power back, though, too. That's right, why yeah. I like Le'Veon. Um, <laughs> plus, I'm just saying the marketing would have fit so well for him in Philadelphia. Bale. Le'Veon Bale in Philadelphia. You got marketing out of the wazoo. Have, have Le'Veon Bell take a picture with the Liberty Bell? With the Liberty Bell? Like you get him on T-shirts like this is how the bell rings in Philadelphia or something. So much could have been done. Like that was definitely a marketing plan miss. They could still trade for him. The Jets aren't going anywhere fast. Well, in the offseason. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a I mean, yeah, the trade Jordan Howard is talking about he wants to come back to Philly. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, right. It's going to be interesting to see if Alshon stays in Philadelphia after this year. I don't know. Um, that'll mm-hmm. be Interesting. So we're going to rank our top 10 teams currently. Now, for me, I'm going to rank this. People, you listen to this, you're probably going to be like, this sounds hella weird. It's off. Um, and this is before uh, we're going into week, what, nine right week now? 10. Week 10. Week 10. So, um, apocalypse. So yeah, no, this this I, mean, I don't go by numbers. This is just my eye test, my gut test, my heart test, and uh, some of my disdain tests for, uh, <laughs> for some of the teams. Um, but my number the one, the Cowboys are going to be low on his list. They better hope they make the list. <laughs> um, so, but uh, right now, my 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 number one team I'm going to go with is Baltimore. I'm, I'm going to go with Baltimore. That offense, that defense is is strong. I believe in Lamar Jackson. I believe in that running game. I believe in that defense. Um, Number two, I, I know you're that face just because it's the Niners. Just because the Niners are undefeated, doesn't this ain't the uh, college football uh, prediction. This ain't them. There's, they're probably going to be in my top five, but they're going to be low. Okay. Definitely, I'm, I'm definitely okay. going with the Saints. I, I feel um, like they they are a strong team. They they can make things happen. They have Drew Brees, and then they have Teddy Bridgewater, and then they got uh, the Tatum person who they could – Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, there you who go. Who I almost had to start at quarterback this year this week at Fantasy. That would have been very interesting. That would have been hilarious. So I almost kind of wanted it to happen. So that's my two. My third one, I'm just – I will give them respect for this. I will go with the 49ers. Um, there ain't no. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying nothing else. I live in the Bay Area. It's crazy right here, right now. You grew up in the Bay Area. No, I know. I'm in the Bay Area. So, mm-hmm. number four, um, I can't slide them. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Put the Patriots right there. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are the Patriots. There's nothing right. else to say um, past that. Number five, I'm going with Houston. Houston, I just feel Houston's a very strong team. They're coming along well. They're developing. It's strong. Uh, number six, I will go with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, seven and two. Um, it's Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson is always going to make amazing things happen. And, um, yeah, that's just how I feel. So that was six. Seven, Kansas City Chiefs with an asterisk next to it if Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy. He's playing this week. I know he's playing this week, but I'm saying fully healthy. Like, so he's playing this week, but, I mean, a dislocated kneecap. kneecap 
is a lot to deal with. Yeah, but so, they say he's got freaky, weird knees. Anyways, did you see that? No, he's no. got like he's like he's like like double jointed or something in his knees. Like his ligaments attach like okay. weirdly. He, so he's still young. So oh, he's still young too. Um, so, yeah. But an injury is an injury. Mm-hmm. So that's my seventh um, in my top ten. Eighth, I will go with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, um, Hail Marys, defense is strong, except when they're playing the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight. Yeah, terrible run defense, though. That's why. Yeah. Number eight, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are right there. Um, Josh Allen is coming along. Um, that defense is strong, except against the Eagles. Um, and falling apart. <laughs> and falling apart. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put them up there. Um, they played so, the Patriots. They're the only team that played the Patriots tough until um, Baltimore beat them. So, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're, they're my number. That's my number. I think that was nine. Eight. Eight. Okay, it's eight. Number eight. Number nine. This might be a shocker, and this might be because I did go to the game, but I'm gonna say you're going to go with the the Oakland Raiders. Gonna say the Oakland Raiders. I've been telling people about the Oakland Raiders being a strong developing team. I can't. I'm looking at the list right now of the top teams in the league. I'm looking at Minnesota. I can't put Minnesota in my top ten. They have Kirk you Cousins. Cannot put, I cannot you confidently cannot. put Kirk Cousins in the top ten. It's okay. Just never anything. Just never put him in a primetime game and it'll be I'm, fine. No, no, because I'm not gonna put him in a postseason game either. So <laughs> but which prime are primetime time. games. So I don't believe in this their quarterback. This is a regular season ranking. I can't do this. This is number nine. Just never let him play on Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, and the Vikings would be fine. That's a horrible limitation. <laughs> So, number nine is the Oakland Raiders. Number ten, Indianapolis Colts. Did you say the Seahawks? Yeah, I did, yes. No, okay. they're like, they're like, Okay, I was just making five. sure. I was like, at some point I was like, um, was No, I wouldn't disrespect Russell. I said Russell Wilson. I ain't going to disrespect that man. Um, number ten, Indianapolis Colts. Um, they've been doing it. Frank Wright is doing it. He's strong. Um, and this also helps me because they have the same record as Dallas as I look at it right now, mm-hmm. and I'm just not putting Dallas in my top ten. Just, <laughs> you just I'm can't. Never you can't do it. Dallas in my top can't do 10 it because we're coming for you, and we're right there on the door. And the next time you play us, it's in Philly, and we're getting that one. So, top ten, number one, Baltimore Ravens. Number ten, Indianapolis Colts. Chris, you're top ten. <laughs> Okay, so we're looking at the same list because we're we're just on. I mean, yeah, I'm on NFL. Well, I'm on ESPN. That's the same idea. Yeah. So I mean, because the records are the records, you can't change. You can't change the records. Um, So of course, I got to go with my 49ers as the number one team. There you go. You know, I mean, I've said probably way too much. Little bit of the homer pick I get, but I mean, you can't argue eight. No, you can't argue. You know, one of the top defenses in the league. I mean, you can. You can can. for sure, but. You know, you can't. You, I mean, I'm going to go with the uh, Steph Curry defense from the off season after they won the first uh, championship. When everybody was saying that the championship was illegitimate or it should have an asterisk because of the team, Kevin you know, Love and uh, yeah, Kevin Kyrie Love and play. Kyrie, and you know the fact that they didn't play the Clippers and all this stuff. 
I'm sorry we played the teams that were in front of us. I'm sorry. That... Yeah, no, I'm not knocking yeah. out for it. I yeah. mean, but that's what I'm going with. I'm going with that. Like, you can't. The eight wins are the eight wins. I'm just not here for losses. the bouginess of like the, the fair weather fans. <laughs> Chris, you're okay. So I, you've been there for the struggles. Oh God, the struggles. Oh man. Um, I will go the Baltimore Ravens number two. Number two. Okay. I will go take them number two. I will take them over the Patriots. Um, and. You know, same thing. I mean, just that team is starting to come together. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson's been amazing. Um, if, you know, Hollywood Brown is back, the defense is starting to come back together. So, yeah, that that's going to be a scary team. And then they're built for postseason football when, especially if they have to go to New England mm-hmm. and go up to Foxborough in January and try to win, like, a slug-it-out kind of ground-and-pound game because they are a – ground and pound team like yeah. you know they're, they're they're built exactly for that mm-hmm. yeah um i will go the patriots number three you can't i mean i it would be um hypocritical of me to put them any lower than that because it's the same thing you know they're eight and one they suffered their first loss against a good team last week um but they played the season the schedule that was in front of them and they took complete advantage of that and the New England DST, not to take this back to fantasy, but they were producing like a top, you know, a, they were producing like a top fantasy player. Yeah, no, yeah. I, was, yeah, so I saw those they were, Yeah, they were, you know, multiple sacks, multiple turnovers, sometimes even multiple touchdowns. I yeah. mean, I have one team, I have one team that where I have the New England DST and they carried me and that for the longest time and that team is seven and two, thanks in no small part to the New England DST. So I'm not going to pretend like, they haven't put in the work. What? No, I'm just laughing about my whole uh, Cowboys rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go. I will go New Orleans. No, I will go New Orleans. Okay. First. Fourth. Fourth. Yes, slightly above the Seattle Seahawks at number five, okay, so and that's not a hater pick. Yeah. Um, New it's Orleans. New Orleans. You know because. Maybe let me explain why I think Seattle's number five first before I say before I because that'll help why, explain why number, number four. four. Okay. I mean Russell Russell Wilson. I mean I have him as my you know MVP and he's doing MVP things and and yes Seattle is sitting at seven and two. But how many of those wins are is because of Russell Wilson's magistry mm-hmm. and his you know just his puppet master like way of manipulating defenses and finding I mean like if I mean it's it's you know it's annoyed me to no end as a 49ers fan but the number of times well Russell Wilson has seemed to just thrown it up for grabs and somehow Tyler Lockett is right there hello look what I found like I mean I'm sure that's more designed than how it looks because we don't get the Madden view when he throws the ball we get the sideline camera view so but it just looks like he is throwing that thing up like oh no I don't know where it's going and Tyler Lockett's like right there to catch it like Mm -hmm. so how many how many plays how many of those type of plays has Russell Wilson had to make this year for the Seahawks to be where they are right now like so that's why I have them at number five, whereas the Saints have been the Saints. You know, the yeah. first three or four weeks, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, you know, did what New Orleans did, big high-powered offense, defense doing Michael just Thomas. enough. Michael Thomas catching, hoovering up everything that's in his catch radius. 
Um, and then Drew Brees gets hurt. Lig- you know what? Tears a ligament in his throwing thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Kamara goes down for a couple of weeks with an injury. Um, next, but then that's the thing. Defense steps up. Defense steps up big. And Teddy Bridgewater. And what? Okay, but let me let them. I'll get there. Calm down. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I, I would not. I would not disrespect him. No, he. The defense stepped up big. They've they've locked down. New Orleans has become a top defensive team as well. Scary matchup when you look at fantasy. I mean, that's why I've been. That's why I didn't trade for Devontae Freeman because uh, f- at first I was like, "Ooh, I want me some Devontae Freeman." I looked at that schedule. Have to play New Orleans twice. That's not happening. Yeah. So, but then yeah, then you know Latavius Murray steps up, but you know, does what he was supposed to do, you know, multiple touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, catch a couple balls, you know, keep that offense moving. But as Doug thought I was going to disrespect the man, which I was never planning on doing, (laughs) saving the best for last year, Teddy Bridgewater has... Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater has definitely stepped up, you know, proven some of the naysayers route, um... Was you know was he was he going to be able to step into an NFL huddle again and be a legitimate NFL quarterback? And he proved that in spades that he is ready and able. He probably is one of the most overqualified He's backup quarterback. He gonna get. But uh, I have a strange feeling he uh-huh. might stay in New Orleans and just wait for that to die down because he probably really like Sean Payton. Oh, for sure. No, you're not going to get that kind of coaching anywhere. Else. Right, and I mean, like I know Drew Brees is saying he wants to play forever, but like. You can't. You can't. Like, so you got uh, five more teams to go, not trying to rush you, but just let you know. Right. I know. I know. Let me let me go through my process, okay? Um, I'm going. I'm going uh, Houston next. I know it's a little bit lower. Is that about where you had them, or were you? Uh, I think they were in my top five. Right. right. So I got there. Houston a little lower. The only team in Texas, I believe in. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I mean, my biggest concern. <laughs> For them, that defense of theirs, is, I mean, like I said, I mean, let, okay, positives first. I mean, Deshaun Watson playing out of his mind, you know, yeah. running, throwing, you know, he's made, you know, obviously he's got DeAndre Hopkins, but he's making Kenny Stills look good. Right, for sure. Like, you know, he's making Kenny Stills look good. He's making Darren Fells look good as a mm-hmm. tight end, you know, most receiving touchdowns at the tight end position in fantasy this year. Um, you know, Carlos, you know, Carlos Hyde is, you know, coming, do, along, coming along. I mean, he hasn't been great, but, I mean, that's what— I mean, that, he put up 160 right, last week. Right, well, so. that's that's what Bill O'Brien—it's the most frustrating 160 ever, <laughs> though. Oh, my God, when he fumbled at, like, the two-yard line. Uh, like, literally, I watched that happen and went, are you freaking serious? Like, that, like easily the most frustrating 160-yard game mm-hmm. you'll ever have in your life. Um and Duke Johnson, Miami, and Duke, her right. games all day. Right, but I mean, just you know, Bill O'Brien is going to put up, a, put a running back back there, and just be like, "Here, go get your, you know, eight hundred to a thousand yards." Like it's like clockwork, you know. Made Lamar Miller do that. Carlos yeah. Hyde looking like he's getting, he's gonna project to do that if he had played the full sixteen games in uh, mm-hmm. played the full sixteen games with uh, Houston. But I mean, that defense is questionable. Because, they, I mean, they're they're giving up chunk plays, 
all over the place, and you just you I don't know. I mean, but see, the, the main question would be: mm-hmm. Can a defense stop their offense where they would never be in a game? But I don't want to. But but but, but on your list. well, no, then that's fine. And that's I mean, that's the same reason why Kansas City is my next team. Number they seven, both wait, number seven. Yeah, they both have. They, I mean, they both have a similar issue. That mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas City always have the issue. Yeah, and that's the same thing. I mean, it's also Andy Reid just. Doesn't always have good. And generally, just doesn't have good defenses, and that's. That. I mean, it goes and then that. Maybe goes to your question. Like, can a prolific, you know, you know, once in a generation offense, you know, win it all without some semblance of defense? You, Peyton you have, Manning, right? Well, no, but when Peyton Manning finally won one, that indie defense was actually. Serviceable. Serviceable. That's the whole place. You need a serviceable defense. And Kansas City might be coming along. They were a sieve at running back. At the run defense was a sieve for the longest time, but they've actually shut for those down. Who don't know what a sieve is, Chris? What are you talking about? Like you know, like a strainer, like you know, something that just basically lets everything through. But the last last few weeks, they've you know they bottled up some of the best running backs in the league and done pretty well. But their pass defense is still not that great and so so we'll see so we'll see so i mean so that's why houston and yeah houston and casey are in that tier for me okay um so number eight oof (laughs) (laughs) i'm just looking at the list i mean i guess it had would have to be buffalo it would, I mean, it, it would just it would probably have I mean, to be they're Buffalo. Right there. I mean, they're yeah. right there. You can't discard six and two. You you can't dismiss six and two. You can't dismiss the fact that they played. They're the only team that played New England hard. Um, they seem committed to what they do. Josh well, Allen. Of Baltimore. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they. Yeah. Well, once again, during the Patriots' undefeated streak. Well, okay. Yeah. That. Buffalo was the only team that played them hard and made them work for the win, really. And they're undefeated on the road. So they I mean, are, they're, they're yeah. Nice I mean, they're 2-1 and one in the division. Right, exactly. So, but at the end, I mean, like, I'm just concerned. Once again, that defense seems to be falling apart. Falling apart. Is Josh Allen going to be able to do enough? Um, I mean, we've seen, you know, receivers go to Buffalo and just die up there. So, like... Well, Jim Kelly, but yeah. Well, well... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, but so it's just a matter of like, can they pull it together? Like, yeah, so, um, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe these, maybe these aren't our grandfather's Buffalo Bills. These may not be your grandfather's Buffalo Bills, but I also am concerned still. Um, then, I mean, I'll give it to Indy. Um, so at number nine. At number nine, I'll give it to Indy. They've put together a great. I mean, we'll see what happens. Jacoby Brissett is out this week, um, so they're turning to. Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Right. Well, they're playing Miami, so that does help too. So I know, right? (laughs) Put us be no, put us behind that offensive line they have in Indy and just let me give the ball to Marlon Mack. I I think I could win that game. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I can throw it to T Y if he's healthy. He's not. Okay. Well I can throw it to uh, Eric Ebron. You could. That's true. Jack Doyle. <laughs> Jack Doyle. Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll give it to Indy. I mean, just really also just to overcome all that they have had to deal with trying to get over Andrew Luck suddenly retiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have, this team could have just packed yeah, it up and just, just been like, up, well, okay. well, nope, this lost yeah, season. We're, yeah, exactly. But they're not. Um, yeah. And then I Number 10. will. Chris, you might be my best friend. 
Hmm? You might be my best friend. No, nah, you're not about to be my best friend. Oh god. Not about to be my best friend. I'm taking I'll take the Cowboys here. Oh, god. I had to cut you out. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I mean cuz your options once again, your options are Minnesota or Dallas at this point. Like that's what Let's I'm thinking. Put think. the Eagles in there then. What? Jesus. No. Or Carolina? No. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to attack your list. <laughs> no, right. Say why Dallas is number 10. Right. I'll go I mean I Dal- won't listen, but everybody else will. <laughs> right. You won't listen. Yeah. No, I mean I mean Dak seems to have taken that next step up. He's, you know, become a quarterback that finds the finds the right play at the right time. Uh Zeke is still Zeke, you know, feed him the ball. He's looks like he's deserving of that contract that he's gotten so far. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, the defense is playing just enough. I, you know, it'd be great if they could have more than four takeaways, but um, that defense seems to be playing well. Jason Witten has reacclimated to the NFL very well. Our people just leave him alone because they don't care. Right. I mean, that's possible. <laughs> that's possible too. I mean, but that's the thing. Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper going to Dallas seems to be the piece that has unleashed the Dallas offense ever since last year. I, and I, I, I somewhat agree with that, but I was thinking the other night is, but also is the subtraction of Amari Cooper and Oakland helping Oakland ride. Well, I guess, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but at the same time, yeah, Amari Cooper was, is not a good fit for the kind of offense that John Gruden no, true. runs. I, I so, that, that, I mean, that's I like, mean, so like, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a point there that he just would not have produced at the same way whereas that was just a thought that came to me the other day right where like, oh. yeah whereas um yeah the the dallas offense definitely is much more predicated on you know hitting that hitting those bigger plays and doing some of those other things and then feeding zeke the ball using yeah. that play action to set up other things so yeah All right. so chris has his top 10 i have my top 10 um even though i'll still be his friend even though he has dallas in there at number 10 but it's better at them being at number 10 than like number five and dallas fans if you listen to this I don't really hate y'all like that. I really don't like your team like that. But it's okay. My barber's a cowboy fan, my best friend. Other friend is a cowboy fan. I have him around me. My physician used to be a cowboy fan. Very crazy. But <laughs> I just never believe in y'all. I just want you to know that. I will, like, never. You could be, like, 18. You could be, like, 16 and 0, and I'd still be like, y'all suck. <laughs> and I don't believe in you because then the next game you would play, you would lose because I just believe in that. I'm not at the hate level of Stephen A. Smith because that's just – bias blindness of hate um but i just have fun hate so um this has been uh dig on duck reviewing the nfl season at the mid-season um we'll look to do another one at the end of the season and see how things go before playoffs so um any last words for the people chris no i'm good he good so we'll see if those uh if those uh niners uh stay undefeated or um kind of the wishful thinking i'm having is they go 0 and 8 the rest of the season okay, at, at no point ever epic fail that would be so amazing for all that you would be browns s if you went 0 and 8 the rest of the season um, but I don't believe you really will do that. But I would just like it for the jabbing of the folks who I know. Um, so yeah, don't put don't put that on them. I won't put that on. Don't them, put that on. This was good. Love talking football. At my friends is dig undug. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. I uh, hope you got some stuff if you're a football fan. Or if not, and you listen to it, shouts out to you. So please tell me what you think of this episode. Leave me a comment, a shout out. Let me know what's going on. Share with your friends. And until next time, keep digging out there and you'll find what you need. Peace. <laughs>